All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Hello, Detroit. Have you guys seen the, the new trailer for Comedy Central's Detroiters? Mm-hmm. I have not, no. You haven't seen it? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Does that make me a bad person? No, but we're doing two episodes tonight, so we're going to watch it in between. <laughs> yeah, and then so you, you guys have to tune in for the next one. For the for, uh, for the Fantastic Beast episode to see what Colin thought about it, but Mitch, you see it? <clears throat> yes, I have. Pretty awesome, right? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, Detroit's gonna be front and center on a new Comedy Central show. Yeah, shot in Detroit. Yes, so it'll be good. And they there's you know they there's some Detroit humor in it and already in the trailer. Yeah, what up, Doe is is what a, up, Doe. And they used as as you may hear, they used the. Um, Hello Detroit. Yeah, hello Detroit, Sammy Davis Jr. When I started Woodwards, I made that my first post was like, this song needs to come back. It needs <laughs> to be part of our of our Detroit yeah. lexicon. And I think it's coming. I think the show's gonna do it. I hope it's I hope that song is the intro theme. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome guys. <laughs> Colin, happy birthday. Thank you. Mitch. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Colin, also happy Thanksgiving to you. Hello. Colin, seriously, as we record this, you're you spending our t- your t- your birthday. This is your t- today. I yeah, I don't know if that's like uh, you know shows my dedication or shows my um, lack of you know exciting life that I. <laughs> <laughs> I this is the most exciting thing you can do. You get two episodes in one day. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What are you talking about? It's great. This is the Woodward's Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, uh, film. <laughs> Film and TV news and stuff. Sorry, I'm a little. I'm getting over a sickness and I'm a, I'm a little uh, foggy all around. But are you monkeying down with the sickness? Yes. Okay, good. And I'm also Kale Davidoff, and I'm here as I am every week with my friends, Mitch, and Colin. Me, Mitch, and Colin. We get together every week. We see a movie. We talk about it. We also talk about some movie and TV headlines, and we give some recommendations at the end of the episode. Um, we are doing two episodes this week. Uh, we're doing this this episode. We're going to uh, review Moonlight. And uh, next episode we record after this will be Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So be sure to check out that as well. Um, We do start off, before we get into Moonlight, we start off every episode with some headlines. Um, For this one, let's just, there's been a lot of, it it is like award season kind of starting, right, Colin? Oh, yes. Our our award uh, aficionado. I I would believe that all, you know, a lot of the important people um, have seen pretty much everything now. Um, And so some of them are, are these... Has anything been awarded yet? Well, you get not like as far as like um, a Golden Globe or a Spirit Award or a Critics' Choice or Oscars yet, obviously. But um, we do have like winners of like the National Board of Review. We have the um, New York Film Critics winners. We have awesome. the Critics' Choice nominations that came out, and we also today, as we're recording, the Los Angeles uh, Film Critics Association are releasing their winners. So um. And as we, we talked about last year, some of these usually do predict the Oscars, right? Yes, yeah. usually. Yeah. I uh, um, believe it was both Los Angeles and New York that uh, maybe awarded Spotlight last year. And, um, and that one, Best Picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. So um, uh, the first one that came out um, that caught my eye was the National Board of Review, 
Um, and I like the way they do it. They, you know, they give you out your best film, they give out your best director and all that stuff, but they also do like the top 10 yeah, films of the year, which I really like. Yeah. Um, so their top 10 films of the year, not including their best picture winner, um, but Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge. Is this from one to... No, I oh yeah, they're, I think uh, it's This in... is alphabetical. Oh, okay. It's no particular order. No, no. Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hail Caesar, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures... La La Land, Moonlight, Patriots Day, Silence, and Sully, where they oh, and then that was the top ten, but they awarded Best Picture to Manchester by the Sea. Oh, and Manchester by the Sea wasn't in there, not in the top ten. Weird, but they can't. They they like they so it's essentially like a top eleven, I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I see. Okay. So they're like here's the, all the other ten, and those are not in any particular order, right? No, well, yeah. alphabetical order, right. I think it would be interesting. It's, I think the Oscars, that'd be fun if the Oscars, you know, is we, today the college football playoff results were announced and they have like, there's a top four rankings. It'd be funny if like the Oscars came out and they're like, you know, here's what we think are the top 10. Like the Academy is like, yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, oh my God, a number nine won the, the best picture. That's amazing. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice is in the, <laughs> their committee gets around. Yeah. <laughs> Interchangeable. So, so Manchester by the Sea. Yes, and that's yeah. is that like kind of a sleeper or no? No, I, mean, I think I mean it's been around. It premiered at Cannes, I believe it yeah. was, and got really positive reviews out of there. And um, it's been kind of slowly opening wider and wider each week, and um, uh, did really good at like the independent box office. And um, yeah, I picked up a few awards um, for the National Board of Review. Like I said, it got the best film, but it also got best actor for Casey Affleck. And it also got best uh, a, not best original screenplay for um, the writer director, hmm. whose name is escaping me right now. But um, yeah, so that that came up big, um, in the National Board of Review. But then we got the New York Film Critics, mm-hmm. and they awarded their best film La La Land, which is opening next week, I believe it is. Uh, two weeks. Two no, weeks. this week. The sixteenth, I think. I thought, no, it, was I thought it was it's some theaters it's some yeah. some right. cities. I think it's week. wide gotcha. the sixteenth. Yeah. So La La Lam won uh Best Film, Barry Jenkins of Moonlight won Best Director. Right. Casey Affleck won Best Actor. Isabel Hupart won uh, Best Actress for L, which is a Paul Verhoeven um rape drama. Oh fun. Sounds like a hoot. Um, yeah. <laughs> the uh, supporting actor was Marshala Ali from Moonlight. Supporting actress Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea, and screenplay was Manchester by the Sea, rounding out the New York film critics. So I guess we should see that. Yeah. yeah. Was it New York film? Who who, who is uh, The Martian? It was like the best picture of the year last year. Was it? And that happen? Or they were like. Well, the yeah. Golden Globes, it got best comedy. Yeah, right. I remember <laughs> it's <that>. hilarious. <laughs> but you're saying like we can re- we can rely on these as like that may be the best movie of the year like it was de- they, I would say that all these would definitely warrant the discussion of these movies as some people may perceive these as the best films of the year um have you I'm try- I guess I have to see the list again but what, for both of these but um like, is there anything, I mean, what, what did you, what do you guys think, I mean, in terms of, like, what should have been, I mean, is Moonlight in, anywhere on this? Yeah, it was in, yeah. The, it was yeah. in the top 10. It was in the top 10 of the National Board of Review. Uh, and one Best Director. Barry Jenkins, one Best Director okay, for right. both the Board of Review and the Film Critics. And Marshala, wait, was that New York? 
That was for New York. Naomi Harris uh, won Best Supporting Actress at the National Board of Review for Moonlight. Um, Is there anything that surprises you? Or either? I mean, I know you were saying before the show, you can't believe Sully is... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I mean, it's... it's, Is it a bad movie? No, I think we talked about that on the podcast. Is there more exciting, more experimental, more... Um, interesting films that have been released this year. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, so. you ended up seeing, I bet you didn't do the podcast, but you never saw something. I never saw oh, something. Okay. I'm just not really that interested. I in mean, it's look, it's a, we like, we're just reiterating what we said in the podcast, but it's an, you know, you, you're gonna have an emotional response to that movie. Like there's no question. Yeah, I'm sure I am. I, I just, but it's not because of the film. You know what I mean? To me, it's more like, it's a good story. It's a heartwarming story. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to spend $10 on a movie though, I'm not going to spend it on that. You know, Manchester by the Sea. I'd rather spend it on Manchester by the Sea or La La Land or Moonlight or even Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's biopics and like based on true story movies don't do anything for me, especially when it's so recent in yeah. our in our memory. And well, yeah, it's like Patriots Day and yeah. Deepwater yeah, Horizon. That, it's like yeah. that's like what I don't remember the director of that movie, but him and Mark Wahlberg are now just doing like real life stories. Yeah. Patriotism of like of like a year ago, yeah, two years ago. Which it surprised me that Patriot's Day was even in the yeah, National Board of Review top ten. Yeah. One, I didn't know it was coming out this year. I thought it was coming out next year. Yeah. I'm very confused by that. Maybe Jan- maybe early January. Maybe I don't know. It must be good then. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't think it, it looked very good, but is Collateral either. Beauty getting anything? <laughs> I don't think so. God, that looks terrible. Sorry. What else? Can you, what else can you tell us, Colin? Uh, we our other big award show that's a kind of a barometer um, for the um, for the Academy Awards. Sorry, um, was the Critics' Choice Awards, uh-huh. um, which came out. They also do they they nominate ten films for their Best Picture, so we can compare these to the National Board of Review if we want. But their ten that are nominated for Best Picture are Arrival, Fences. Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, La La Land, Lion, Loving, Lion. Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, and Sully. All up for Best Picture at mm. the Critics' Choice Awards. And that does have the winners haven't been announced. No, yet. no, that's televised, I believe, after the Golden Globes. Is it easy to? How does that differ from the other top ten? Is it, is, um, that quick? is that a quick? There is, I think Lion wasn't on. Lion there. isn't in the National Board of Review. What is Loving that? isn't in the National um, Board of Review. Dev Patel is in it. I don't know what it's about. I'm keeping it that way because I hear it's very good. I want to see it. Fences isn't in the National Board of Review. Yeah, I noticed that. That trailer makes me uncomfortable. Fences? Yeah. Fences looks really... I'm like very, mm-hmm. very excited. Yeah, especially movie. at the end when Taraji P. Henson is like screaming and there's like snot like dripping yeah, out of her nose. Yeah. I'm like... Mm. <laughs> Not, I don't like seeing that. <laughs> so that is that it? Was Hell or High Water on the... On yeah, the, it was. On both of those lists. Okay, good. Was, good. Yeah, yeah. good. Love that movie. Yeah. Um, and then for going along with the Critics' Choice for actor, we got Casey Affleck, Joel Edgerton for Loving... Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Tom Hanks, Sully, and Denzel Washington Fences. And then over on the actress side, we got Amy Adams for Arrival, Annette Bening for 20, 20th Century Woman, Isabella Hupart for Elle, Ruth Nega for uh, Loving, 
Natalie Portman, Jackie, and Emma Stone, La La Land. Cool. I haven't seen enough of the any of these. Really I, I, I know, yet, which sucks. Yeah. But it's at least this is like helping me narrow down things that like you I should, should see. see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, you've. I feel like both you've well you've seen a lot of those, haven't you? I mean, aside from what you have, what I'm sure, 20th century woman fences. Did you see loving? I did not see. Oh, loving. you didn't see loving. I did not see Jackie. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I saw nocturnal animals though. Is that getting? I, I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to process That's all. Not, of, that's not. I, I didn't hear that at all in your list. Is that getting love? That got. Uh, it's I actually got a lot of um, technical. Uh, nominations at the Critics' Choice Awards, which I don't need, need to really go into, but the biggest one out of that was Michael Shannon is nominated for Best Supporting Actor um, for that, but I believe it's also nominated for score and costumes and uh, cinematography. Tom Ford's like, it better be nominated for costumes. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> you guys all, do you guys all want your dresses and your tuxes at the Academy Awards? You nominate it. Um, so. I don't. Maybe this is putting pressure on you guys, and we haven't we haven't seen a lot. I I think in terms of like the award stuff. But do you guys have a, a, a you know now we're in December, we're in the last month of 2016. Isn't that fucking crazy? Mm-hmm. What is your what are your like what's your top film this year? I mean, is that do, do is it even worth asking at this point? Because we I, we haven't seen the the ones that are on these lists. I mean, I haven't. I mean, I know I know my top movie that I've seen this year. The witch yeah okay yeah followed closely by um i would say the lobster and um arrival probably uh, it's still hell or high water for me oh that might be in my top three I, um, for me it's for me honestly it's hell or high water lobster uh, those are two that really hit me i think um and that, i mean honestly nice guys still resonates with me as a film that i thought was just extremely well done in my opinion that's um, fun and i you know let's not keep comedies out of this discussion well, um, I, I forget now I, I i keep a running tally of all the things i see and i i keep a top 10 list and um then as like i see a new thing i either add it to like the top 10 and i move one out so i mean i have my like current top 10 not in any particular ranking but uh Witch, Lobster, Hell or High Water, Nice Guys, Zootopia, Eye in the Sky, Hacksaw Ridge, Moonlight, Arrival, Nocturnal Animals. Eye in the Sky. I keep forgetting about that one. Yeah, the thing is, is that, I mean, honestly, like when we started the 2015, I mean, I've said this before, but now that we're, we're in the twilight of the year, um, this was, I, for me, it was definitely not as, as strong of a year for movies as 2015. Um, I think it was just a week, a week summer uh, for movies. I think that that made us forget about, say, like nice guys and um, eye in the sky and. I mean, stuff. yeah, but I think you know, like I remember last year. I mean, we were like watching Sicario and being like, "Oh, this is gonna be Best Picture winner," you know what I'm saying? And like then a million other great movies like mm-hmm. kind of came by in October and November, and and like. I mean, I don't know. I, I just got a sense last year. I mean, from Ex Machina on, that like last year was was really really good in my my opinion. Um, I we haven't I haven't I don't know I haven't seen as many movies this year either. So maybe that's that. But to me, the, this year there may not be a lot of great movies like we had last year. Like Mad Max came out. Last yeah, that's year, right, right, right. Very early in the year last year. Um, but I think so a lot this year, I mean, especially those movies I saw, and even some of the ones that didn't make it into the top ten that are 
that of, um, of my list that I saw are, are still. I think there's a lot of good movies out this year, whether they'll break into the like pantheon of like great movies that we've seen on this podcast. I don't know. Right. We really should. I mean, be, we should at the end of the calendar year. We should. We should off the air list. We should go through every movie we've reviewed, contemporary movie, mm-hmm. and we should rank them each of us. I think it'd be interesting. Be Ooh, difficult. Like, okay. Very difficult. It's been sixty movies or so, seventy movies or so. I think. It has All, to be more than that. Maybe because we do double episodes. Oh, you're sometimes. talking about for the, the our entire run. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. We've, we've done so far in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's over a year that's of, a lot, of yeah. movies. Yeah. We're coming up yeah. on two years. Oh my god! It doesn't feel like that. Does not feel like that. Actually, it feels like forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> any other? Any other? Th- any other? Anything else we should we should know about the I mean, beginning those, of awards season? That was the big ones. We'll. Be, I'm curious to see what LA does. Yeah. And I, I can look up the dates real quickly for when the at Golden Globes and the SAGs come out. It's, it has to be within the next week or two. Um, so something to to keep your eyes out for there. Um, as we segue into, I'm gonna just kind of piggyback on you. As we segue into our movie of the week, Moonlight, the the Gotham Awards also happened, which is the Independent Awards, and Moonlight uh, kind of cleaned up <laughs> uh, a lot of it. Um, ensemble performances and uh, best feature, like audience choice. Uh, what else? I mean, yeah, Naomi Harris. I mean, like crazy. I mean, ever. I mean, I don't know. I can't even look through here and see. But um, best screenplay, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of awards went to Moonlight, the Gotham Awards, which uh, of course is impressive and I think deserving. Um, and you know, I'm I'm interested to see Spoiler. how. I'm in, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested to see how well it's gonna do in these. Uh, because we'll talk, I want we'll talk about it. But I'm interested, now that we're on the, the subject of awards season, I'm interested to see how Moonlight will do. Um, this is a tease because we're going to talk about it after we're, if we're done discussing. I'm interested to see how it will do in these more popular awards um, shows or whatever you want to call them. Because I don't think it's not a, it's not a pop movie at all in my mind. Um, and I want to plant that seed in your head. We'll see what your opinion is at the end of the discussion. Now, before we get into Moonlight fully, we go around and we will talk about. Our initial thoughts, uh, directed by Barry Jenkins. Uh, I mean, not I, are there stars in this movie? I mean, Naomi Harris is probably the biggest name going into it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet is a BS, but not as an actress. And she did. We'll talk about that too. And she seems to be taking off on an acting career here. Um, uh, Maharshala Ali. Is that how you pronounce it? I think it's just Marshala. Marshala? Marshala. I think. Um, he is also blowing up. And yeah. I think now he may be, you know, kind of climbing Naomi Harris. But uh, other than that, my point is not a lot of big names in this movie. Not a star, not a star power movie. Not a pop movie. Uh, I think for, uh, is it in theaters around here other than the, the art theaters? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it expanded I, wide. Okay. Gr- I'm good. Glad. Great. When I saw it, I think it was only at the main art. I, was, I saw it a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a little indie coming of age movie. That's the that's the premise, I guess, in, in, a, in a sense. Um, Mitch, do you want to give your your first thoughts on it? Sure. Um, I really like this movie. Um, I I'm not the first person to say this, but it's like what I would have hoped that Boyhood was like. 
um because i didn't like boyhood and it tackles the same themes and the same um yeah the same themes of growing up and like being uh being or growing up to be a man and accepting who you are and um it tackles that really well with its three acts structure kind of um and i the performances in this movie are amazing the first act with marshala ali is incredible he blew me away and i was kind of disappointed when he didn't show up through the rest of the movie uh it's like oh i never really got a clear answer on like what happened to him all right yeah um (laughs) so uh but you know the young um chiron was a good actor the teen chiron was a great actor and the um i want to say 20 something year old 25 to 26 year old adult adult chiron uh, he's not how you know now goes as black is uh was a great actor everybody was amazing in this um and it just it paints um life as a teen an outcast teen uh, or a gay teen in like the ghetto really well um and how hard that would be um so I think there's more we can get into it. Yeah, so, absolutely. But yes, I really, really liked it. Uh, I'd like to see it win some acting awards, um, especially Marshala Ali. Colin? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was super, super excited to go into this movie and see it, and um, it did not disappoint me. Uh, I I don't think I can recall a film where I've seen such a fleshed-out um fully developed fully realized character told in just under two hours like this movie did um everything about this character is is um just presented to you so brilliantly that you understand his arc completely and uh the performances are just phenomenal so real so lived in um the visual fluidity of the camera work and the way it looked is um you know it, it's it felt like i was watching really important social commentary art on screen and it um it's it's fantastic um yeah i agree and it's funny now listening to you guys talk about it we just talked about our favorite movies of the year maybe this isn't there for me um I think I've, I've I think I've had a I've had a tough time wrapping my head around the movie as a whole, like w- maybe what it's trying to say, if anything, or um, it, like the ending is super interesting to me. Um, uh, I think that uh, you you talk. I haven't seen Boyhood, but coming of age movies. I mean, you know, Edge of Seventeen is out right now, right? Or that's another one. I mean, these things come out all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a very uh, it's usually a frivolous genre. It's usually like it's usually jokey and, and painted in a, in a, in a non-serious way, I guess. And the, the, the reverence this movie shows to growing up and struggles, uh, that people can go through, I think is, uh, important. Like I, I, I like the, I like the serious tone of this movie, even though, I mean, I don't know. It's obviously it's serious nature, but you know what I'm saying? Like usually these, these movies can be goofy. 
because they want it to be fun. Yeah. They want it to be, oh, like I remember how it was to grow up and everything was just crazy <laughs> and playful. And like, it's, it, that's not what it is. It's not. It never is. Even for, not you know, me. people that don't have the, the conflict that Chiron has in this movie, you know? Right. So I, I respect that a lot. Um, the beautiful looking movie, great acting, of course. Um, yeah. The but score, I'm, I'm just yeah the score is great everything's yeah. great about it. I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out why it isn't my top movie of the year and maybe maybe we can unearth that in this podcast maybe I'll find out that it is my one of my favorite <laughs> movies of the year um, let's just let's let's dive in uh, Mitch I just want because I again I didn't see Boyhood you saw Boyhood I did yeah. did you did you I mean what what similarities did you draw and why do you say this did it better or I mean I don't want to take words out of your mouth I mean what what specifically about it. Um, well, I think there are ways of telling the story as innovative and interesting as boyhood is, or as the media claimed it to be. Um, I was really bored by it, uh, because I felt like boyhood. Yeah. Uh, I felt, yeah. Uh, I felt Barry Jenkins, sorry, Barry Jenkins did do a short called chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. More like borophyll. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I felt like it told the same story and the things that it wanted to say about growing up and, um, you know, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to word it, but like claiming your identity and figuring out who you are as a person and who you are as a man, um, starting from a young boy into, you know, at college age or whatever. Um, this goes further, I believe. I think it goes kind of further into like, I want to say mid 20 year old or so. Um, but you just didn't, it didn't need to, you, you know, be filmed over 20 years and whatnot. Didn't need like a gimmick to tell the story story. and it told it so much better through acting. And I mean, the kid in boyhood was not good. Um, the girl, that's the gamble you take. The girl was okay. Um, the parents were good. Uh, Ethan Hawke and, um, What's her face? Arquette. Uh, Patricia Arquette, yeah. They were good, um, but all the actors they got for this were good, and they all hit their marks, and um, hit their marks isn't the right term. Well, they <laughs> they, they, they stepped the, on the gaff tape. Yeah. Yes, they stepped on the gaff tape. No, they uh, they were all amazing, and they all told the story really well, and it it's almost like the way the movie is set up that each – section which there are three parts um little chiron and black uh i think and that's like they're they're each different like characters almost and like how much he changes and how much certain things in his life and circumstances uh change him as a person um so i just thought that was really interesting and well told well written well well acted well directed yeah even the cinematography changes if you didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um I yeah, I I I absolutely agree that it's a you know, a superior film in telling a very similar story to what boy what boyhood uh, was trying to do. But I think all that also sets this movie apart like way leaps and bounds ahead of it is, you know, boyhood and that you know, this is maybe taking away from it, but it's you know, putting something on film that we don't really see a lot. A black kids upbringing yep. in a, a black neighborhood in a black story right um that i i i i can't relate to what this guy 
you know, went through. I mean, in certain parts I maybe can and cannot, but not fully relate to what he did. But still, the way that the movie delivered it to me, I felt like I got the gist of where this person is from. And where it's, but So not only a black um, kid growing up, which we hardly see on film, a black gay kid growing up, um, and, and what that means in that community, um, something... I mean, I don't yeah, think no, I mean, look, look, and look, that's the, I mean, it's not, I don't, you know, look, that's the biggest thing about this movie to me. I mean, is, is the, uh, the representation and also just the, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, how many black coming of age movies, first of all, like from, uh, there's, I think there's, there's a several like high school kind of movie, but you know, from teen to adult sort of thing, the, the way you would see a lot of, I think like a lot of white boy movies happen. Um, but yeah, and, and gay and, and in, uh, I guess Miami too, which is, I think in it, I don't know if I, I mean, you, Miami sees movies a lot, but not in this way. Mm-hmm. You usually see, you usually see the bad boys to Miami. Yeah. You know, I'm serious. You do. You see <laughs> South Beach and that's Speedboats not what this and is. And I appreciate drugs. that. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> and neon. Um, Colin, did you like the, this like three act it's, and it's not a three act structure. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's not conventional. It's, well, it's not like, yeah, it's not like short first, long second, short third, and like you know, rising right. of action. And I don't think no, no, no. I mean, it's but, three vignettes. Yeah, it's you, three. Do, do, I mean, I feel like it's three complete stories that you can watch on your, their own and yeah. work, but watching them together will paint the full picture for you. Sure, it's almost it is almost like three short films. Yeah. Did you like that? I did, and I, I think it, we should also note that it's based on a, a stage play as well. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, it's based on a stage I play. I should do my research before. Called um, In the Moonlight, Black Boys Look Blue, or The Moonlight Makes... I, I should have looked that up before. But some, something like along that line. Um, so based on, a, I, I believe, what it's to be a three-act play. So it, it made sense to tell the story that way. And I, I really enjoyed that. I mean... It's we focus in on parts of this person's life that are, you know, key developmental, um, you know, parts of his life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we got like the young, the young school, um, and then we got high school, and then we got you know, late twenties, and mm-hmm. we got we got all that, and not having to do every show every year <laughs> like some movies that, that we've talked about had to do but um yeah i, I really liked it there was a beautiful fluidity in it it was a nice way to break it break up everything and transition to the next storyline um yeah i i really enjoyed that did you think that the the final act for of black was a little sad though do oh, you yeah. think he was actually his real self you know no. Or was he putting up a total front? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely put up a total front. I mean, he was even putting up a front in the sense that he was wearing those gold, uh, like, teeth covers mm-hmm. or whatever. And then what does uh, Kevin say? He says, like, like take those fronts off or it's whatever. Not you. Yeah, 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 like, get those. Like, that's not, this isn't you. Why not? Which kind of told the whole story of the movie. Like, he goes through all these things and... Let's anger get the best of them. In a weird yeah, way, I'm sorry. In a, yeah, in a, in a weird way, I've, this is like kind of gonna say, like I'm, I'm glad we're doing Fantastic Beasts and this movie 
<laughs> Why is that? I mean, because I think there's this there's this theme of like holding back on who you are oh, right. in both movies, and I yeah. didn't really. I'm glad. You, I'm sorry. Glad you, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm glad you brought it up. I did not. I didn't really see the third act that way for some reason until this oh. moment. And yeah. that's. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, that's what it, he was doing, and that that's yeah. yeah. That's Just tragic. Like a moment of vulnerability and anger sends him in the wrong direction. That he, you know, so he goes into a direction that turns him into black, which is a drug slinging. Um, this well, the spitting image of his father figure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but I know. I think there was a line in it somewhere that he said, you know, he built himself up to be strong and i mean to me to me watching i mean i don't know if this is what the writers and directors intended it to be but you know he it you know he's struggling with his masculinity and um if if he's gay if he's not um so he in the black culture he wanted to be perceived as strong which is you know being uh, being tough really guy. ripped, being tough, um, and that's what he had to do in order to survive in that area at that time, um, mm-hmm. as his as as him, and not be his true self. Mm-hmm. And that's but maybe the reason I didn't see it. I mean, it, and I, it is that way, not being him true self. But I also saw it in sort of a like it seemed like he was doing things in his adult life from I get, and this is also probably before I realized the ending, but. Um, he was, you know, succeeding, quote unquote, and like being like he'd seem like he had a lot of money or like he was doing things like he was, and like he has that conversation yeah. with that conversation with Naomi Naomi Harris, his mother, where he's basically like, dude, screw you, like like you're are you like judging who I am now? It's like, look, I had to do what I had to do to be, yeah, you know, to survive, and that's what I'm doing, and I'm doing it well, so you know, f off. I kind of found a little bit of like. Sure, you know, do what you gotta do, but that's a shallow. I mean, that's a shallow way of looking at it. That's probably what he thought too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is not who he was. Yeah, but I mean, if you're in prison for however long he was in prison mm-hmm. for, maybe five years or so plus, he, yeah, and not getting probably, the support of a, you know, I mean, he did get the support, you know, from Marshala Ali's character and Janelle Monae's character, but you know, having that, you know, actual family support. Right. From his mother was non existent. So, like. Right. Yeah. And that's so important. Yeah. In, in, you know, neighborhoods like that, that, that's a huge problem. So, and I think that's why it's such a fascinating fascinating movie that really, you know, gets you to empathize with these characters because you don't see that in everyday life. We don't see that in everyday life. And this is the only way we can see that. So. But God, her, his mother, Naomi Harris, really, she, great, great job, but she pissed me off so much. Mm. It was very frustrating. She's a crack addict, in case we didn't bring that up. <laughs> really bad crack addict. Um, which, uh, which, which act was your favorite? I mean, which act was your favorite, I guess? Which, not act, which vignette was your favorite? I, I'm, I think the one... The one that sticks out to me is the final one, but I think the one that drew me in the most was the first one. Maybe because it was the first one, but like 
I mean, what 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 lingers in my head is the final one because maybe that is the final image I see, but yeah. and it all kind of comes full circle in that in that in the end. But that first one I think is layered, is laid out, and performed so brilliantly. Like I think technically, the first one is is the, the best, yeah. but I may, maybe the third one is the one that hits me the most. Yeah, I think I like the first one just. I love Marshala Ali's performance and character. I thought he was so grounding and so like comforting in all of his scenes. Um, you like knew that even though he was a drug dealer and a pr- like a pretty rich one at that uh, and powerful one, he was such a like grounding force and like f- safe figure for this character for the little boy that um, you know. It's not good when a, a little boy goes home and you are more afraid of what's going to happen to him with his mother than what's going to happen to him when the he's drug in, the, yeah, in the mm-hmm. home of a drug dealer. Right. Um, so that was, that was re- I really liked that aspect. Um, I like, yeah, I like the first one a lot, especially the scene where he's teaching him how to swim in the ocean and stuff. That was awesome. But I did like the last act black it's called um the last vignette that scene in the diner or the whole thing oh yeah is so yeah. well written and yeah, so well paced and everything i love that yeah i think uh, yeah i think Mitch, i think that like we haven't brought up the writing yet but i think a movie like this where to be frank not frank but whatever there's not a lot of th- it's not a it's not a chatty movie no you know what i mean and so i think a lot of times People will just dis- dismiss the, you know, because we were just talking about the West Wing earlier. It's not Aaron Sorkin. It's not like, right. you know, it's not talk, 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 talk. So that's not a great script. But this is a great script. Like, there's no question about it. And a lot of that, a lot of the stuff you see in the diner scene, which, again, is not a lot of talking, um, is done in the writing. No question. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think I just, uh, we'll talk about Oscars and shit later, but I, I think this deserves all the writing uh, accolades it can get because mm-hmm. this is a this is a movie where its strength actually is the writing and people will dismiss that because they either see great performances mm-hmm. or great cinematography and that's what stands out but really it's what you wrote yeah right absolutely and and even dial I mean look that scene and they talk about the first act the scene where they're <laughs> no I, I'm like I'm like <laughs> yes because I know what you're doing well at the table the breakfast yeah yeah, yeah. here you tell, tell I mean them. it's maybe the scene of the year yeah, for me. Right. I mean, I might get choked up, you know, talking about this right now, but um it um Little is sitting at the table with Janelle Monet and Marshala Hali's character and uh he um you you see earlier in the film his mother mouth these words to him. You don't really know what yeah, she's saying, but right. he kinda do, but yeah. um and they have a they have a discussion about this before uh, not about this, but they're having a discussion before, and then there's a little break of silence, and um, Little asked uh, Mashala Lee's character, um, "What what is a faggot?" And uh, the way, and I, I'm not, I want to spoil it for anybody, but, but the way that he, what he says next and what he delivers is so powerful and so moving, um, and it's just a be- beautiful scene. And I can, I don't know if I was talking to one of you guys about this, or not, but it's also a scene where when he asked that question, you're like. Whatever the response is is going to inform this kid's exactly. like, yeah, exactly. like his life. His child. I mean, and, it, and maybe it did. I don't. Know. It's. I don't know. And that's like a. It's a moment of. And the editing there is great too because that is an intense moment where you're like, 
oh man, like how do you, you know, how do you respond to that as a as a father? Not a, as not a father, really. Yeah. I mean, you're you're just guarding over over this person. How do you tell? There's a lot of responsibility yeah. in that response. Yeah. How do you, how do you tell an eight to ten year old who you know it's already been revealed that the the adult figures kind of know or have an idea right. that he's he is gay, um, but he doesn't know that, and then they uh, just. Oh, where was I going? Um, just their, their resp- yeah, their response to it and the way that they have to tell him is, uh, it adds a lot of tension because it's like, yeah, how do you tell someone, especially in that, in that culture, which is very, it's very looked down upon mm-hmm. even more so than in other places. Um, yeah. I, I guess know. the way yeah, I, I like that, like, like the first one, the best. Now that we, yeah. We've discussed it. But then in that later in that scene, he then asks like, um the what is he does he say like does my mom do drugs or does uh, he ask you, or does he ask if he's dealer, a drug yeah, dealer yeah. and then it's kind of like revealed well it's earlier revealed that he is supplying his mother inadvertently yep. Yep. and that really fucks with Marshala Ali's character mm-hmm. what was his name it was Juan Juan yep hmm. nah. Didn't see that one coming. I'm not sure if they that really, one coming. I'm not, I'm not sure if they even like. I don't even remember. I don't his remember name if being they said. Solid, it, yeah. yeah. Um, one more question on the vignette because I'm thinking about. It. I mean, do you guys uh, like it's different names, right? His name is Chiron. That's his name. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. But he goes by Little is when he's younger, and he goes by Black when he's older, and Chiron, I guess he, he goes by in, in the high school years. Yeah, because he's in school. Right. I mean, do you, but you know, there's a, there's, it's not like a subtle theme there, but like you're a different person in certain parts of your life. I mean, I, I have, I love that idea. I've always thought that like, I am a completely different person than I was in college and I'm a, I was a completely different person in college than I was in high school. I mean, I love that notion instead of like, you have to be the same person your whole life. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, right. I'm glad a movie's out there kind of talking about that. Yeah. But I, I also think, you know, your what what you are like when you're younger informs absolutely what you are. yes you right i mean which is the yeah it was a you know at the end it was kind of like you know he became black but at heart he's still he's still little right i mean and then yeah. he needed to get back to little right right there's that line at the end what does he say like you're the first or you were the last and only person who ever touched me that way mm-hmm. to kevin that was like really like that's really sad. Yeah. Like that was, well, that's, yeah. I mean, what do you, yeah. Did you guys, I did not see that coming. I was like, yeah. I thought that was, I thought the ending was going to go a different direction, like a more like obvious, I don't know. I thought maybe obvious direction, but, um, what did you think about, what do you guys take from the ending? Any, I mean, I mean, I'm happy that we can see this story have, a non-tragic ending because yeah, right. <laughs> so so many times uh with this type of movie you do see that yeah um so I, I i think it definitely ended on a very hopeful uplifting note right i think it was a good way to show that chiron has kind of he's looking back you know or he he's realizing that maybe he doesn't have to be who he is now or maybe what he is now isn't what he really is um like it's okay to open up and be vulnerable but i i don't know i mean the way it ends it 
just ends with well it ends on that final shot of like yeah, him he, as a little boy doesn't it isn't he like a little boy and he's out at the ocean i like, think it does but I didn't they, really it, ends, it ends that. with it ends with black and, uh with and, his yeah and kevin someone's head on someone's shoulder right and then yeah. it, and then it and then it does i think it cuts to that mm-hmm. shot of the of a child and then it fades i think but right yeah i mean it, it basically ends with you know him f- you're the only one ever touched me and that's and then it like that's it which right. is i mean yeah i don't know i i don't know what to, it's like that's that's something i've never seen i've never seen in a movie and i i guess my maybe last i mean we can talk about this as much as we want but i had a professor in college who who said stop just stop describing shit as unique because you're wrong like every time you say that something is unique it's probably not true like Unique means you've never seen anything like that before, so or heard it was a music class, or heard anything like that before. And I think I've never seen a movie like this. It's been thrown around with Moonlight, Um, and it could be content. uh, But do you guys think there's things in this movie that are actually there's it's unique? You've never seen that. I mean, I as far as like personally, like I. Right. Obviously, I, we haven't I, seen every movie. Yeah, ever, I haven't seen. Yeah. It. I mean, I'm sure, and I and I know that the director is giving interviews where he's been influenced by a lot of other films, mm-hmm. um, um, and in the fact that it's based on a play means like it's not something it's not that's technically like unique, really, unique. Right, really right, unique. Right, but like right. for me, like living right now, me as I am right now, um, in the movies I have seen in right. my life, um, there's definitely certain things about it that are that I haven't seen released in a Hollywood film before um not necessarily that this is a big hollywood yeah film, you know it's, but, an indie, I mean, it's an indie but it, yeah. again it's a fox searchlight or something yeah. i don't know it's uh, it's, so. it's got some backing to it yeah yeah i mean it's a, and it's definitely reminded me of like of a few other things i've seen in gay cinema you know throughout the past few years and brokeback mountain weekend um but has there ever been a movie like this and that it's about just, I mean, there are movies about like young gay black men in the ghetto. I'm sure. I, I don't. I yeah, can't I've think of. Say that. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, can't I've think never, of very many. Yeah. Um, and they're usually, if there are characters like that, a lot of times they're usually stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the themes involved and with like this structure, I, it is unique in a sense. I, I think um, how it tells the story and how it, how it's shot too. Um, in the beginning, it's shot very like there's a lot of scenes out of focus and um, things are out of focus or like the camera will move into focus yeah. instead of turn or instead of like pole focus or whatever. Um, and it's usually it was like handheld and, and kind of jarring and chaotic at times. Whereas when he was an adult, it was like on sticks mm-hmm. and not, yeah. you know, in focus and steady. Um but you know, yeah, unique. I don't know. I think, I think there are a lot of aspects to it that are. I think the themes of identity and sexuality, um, and race, are unique in the way they're put together. But yeah, I, I think uh, for me, content. I mean, I, I really haven't seen. I, I haven't seen a movie like like what you're saying, like a like a, a black gay coming of age story like this. Um, also, I mean, just think the ending, I, the reason, the, the fact that I don't know, and I don't know why I can't explain why I think the ending is unique, and it's been four weeks since I've seen this movie, 
tells you something. I mean, that is, I, I'm like still thinking about it and I'm trying to figure out why I think it's so different. Right. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but um, kudos to Barry Jane. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Right. Um, all right. Let's, let's finish it up. Uh, Oscars. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think so. Wins or, or yep. noms. Yep. Yep. I think wins. Uh, I think it's a strong contender for adapted screenplay. Um, I think, yeah, I think yeah. Barry Jenkins is a very strong contender for best director. Um, for Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, a, it's always a strong year for supporting actors. I like to hope he'll get at least get a nomination. I think like the more showy role that could, um, not that, I mean, this is, it, it it is a more showy role is Naomi Harris's role, which maybe pl- will play better with she cries. Oscar voters. But a lot, I, a lot of crying. Yeah, <laughs> Oscars love crying. Yeah, and I mean, they I think love drug addicted cries. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we'll get in there for score. We'll get in there for cinematography. Although we'll win these. I hope, we'll, we'll I hope it's there for editing. I hope it's there for editing. Yeah, so, I think. I, yeah. I think the cinematography too. I think it was it was really colorful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we're probably going to see a really strong contender with cinematography for La La Land yeah, eventually, are. but. Yeah. Colors in. I think that, but what you said, I'll double on that. Supporting actor, supporting actress. Best picture now? Oh, oh probably. Without question. Without probably, question. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Should, be, should be interesting. Recommend to everyone? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> everyone. everyone. I do too. And I, I, I think we, you know, I guess I'll end it on that, or we should end it on this. Like, do you think this is, this has pop, um, Allure to it. I, I do, I'm, and I say and what I mean is, can anyone go in and enjoy this movie? It's it it's. I think it's it's disguised as an artsy film. It's not like it. And when I say not, meaning, I think it's accessible to everyone. You know, you don't have to. And you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a. I don't think it's too pretentious. Or anything. My, my, yeah. No. It's really human. So I would like mm-hmm. like I think anyone and anyone of my friends could go watch this and enjoy it. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. Go see it. It's one of those that's like, oh, it. I wish you could see I really want you to see it because yeah. I think it tells a great story that you wouldn't see often. And it yeah. provides for great discussion. Yeah. What was, um, what was, um, you saw it at the main, I saw it at the main. I saw it at MJR. MJR. I was, I was shocked when, I, well, when I went, I went to see it at, um, the, th- I went to see it like on the premiere Thursday night. And like a late showing, I think it was like nine fifty or something. I went to see it, and I was shocked at the diversity in my theater. Oh, nice, good. It was awesome. Cool. Young, old, black, white, Latina, straight, gay—like a lot of different people That's were good. there, and that was really cool to see. You see it at, at a at a big theater? Yeah, it's at MJR. Um... There are only like six or seven of us yeah, in the theater. I, I saw it two days after the actually. So <laughs> I saw it two days after the election with my friend Mark, and I I uh, I told him Tuesday. He was Tuesday. He was like, "You want to see Moonlight tomorrow?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "But you know, in case this election goes the other way, maybe I won't want to." And I did it, and we saw it two days after, and it was <laughs> rough. Like it was. I think I was like heightened emotions too. Like I it was a very intense viewing for me because I was just like. Is still reeling from. Well, I think we might touch on that subject because I saw Arrival right yeah. after the election, and 
That is what you did. Like. You see it Tuesday, didn't you see it the night? I saw it the night. No, I saw it after we recorded Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, we were, yeah. We were right, talking about all right, the strange things. Right, right. <laughs> but um, that was something that you know I felt I correlated maybe in almost too perfect. All right, way. we'll get to Arrival. Don't so, spoiler. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I I do want to see Moonlight again, and I want to see it actually at at, at MJR because I like their sound. And I like yeah, their projection. Their sound is so yeah. Trying to get, trying to get, trying to get Rogue One tickets, but uh, for MJR, AMJR, if you're listening, throw us a bone. Um, kidding, uh, but it's like they're not on Fandango. Like, like you can't buy. It's weird. I don't know. I got to figure it out. Anyways, just go into them and buy it. I know. I know. I'm gonna go do it. I just haven't. I've been sick. I've been bedridden. All right, uh, that's Moonlight. We all recommend it. Let's. Uh, we gotta get to Fantastic Beasts. So let's let's do it kind of quick. But let's do some recommendations. Uh, I'll start. Uh, very very prepared for this. I saw. I'm, I've been waiting for this to get back on Netflix. It finally is over the top with Sylvester Stallone, a movie about truck driving, arm wrestling. So good in a really bad way. Like if you love bad Sylvester Stallone movies, which I do, check it out. Also, main character's name is Michael Cutler, which is also my friend, and it's so so funny hearing hearing Robert Loja go, "Damn it, Michael Cutler keeps getting in my way." It's great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Over the top. Check it out. Sammy Hagar's Winner Takes It All. Great song. Mitch? It's over the top. The Oh, yeah. Arm wrestling. The arm wrestling. Dude, totally. Okay. It gets you so pumped. All right. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah sure. I, uh, so I haven't. Um, it's in my queue, and I've heard a ton of things about it. Uh, but I'm. Are you recommending a movie you haven't seen? What? Are you recommending something you haven't seen? Yeah. Okay. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, yeah whatever. There's a lot of there's okay, no rules. Well, here, this is like I'll, the this is like the this movie. is like the college football playoff committee. There's yeah. no rules here. Right. What, 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 no, no, I'm serious. No, no, no. What no, is it? It's what fine. It? It's fine. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend a movie actually that I saw that I I don't know if you can get on demand though. Um, so find a way to watch it. Uh, Shaun the Sheep movie mm-hmm. came out. How did you get last that? year? I bought it. No, I thought I took it. From I don't me. know why it was over here. Did you throw it? Oh, over I threw here? it. I put it in my case. Yeah, it's it's a movie that has. Um, no dialogue. Awesome. It's all like mumbling and Great. like weird noises and stuff. And it's uh, the same people who made Wallace and Gromit, like the um, Aardman, the yeah. creators. Yeah. So it's funny. There's a lot of really goofy moments and a lot of laugh out loud moments in it. Like just silly, childish humor. And I love that kind of stuff. Me too. So see Sean the Sheep movie. It's very funny. Shaw the Sheep. Shishaw the Sheep. Shishaw. You the will short. love it. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of one, but I couldn't. <laughs> it's it's like ninety eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes or something. It's amazing. Sheer brilliance. There you go. <laughs> that is there you go, bitch. Uh, we got to put all the bad jokes in one podcast and send it out there. Colin, quick, we got to get the Fantastic Beast. What are you recommending? I, I there's actually a few of them that I'm recommending. Is kind of lumping them all together. We do have another episode to recommend. But no, but this is right, uh, right, this right, this right, works right, in with right. art. Shut the fuck down. Here. I'm criticizing everyone. <laughs> Well, we were talking earlier about all these movies that you know that we've seen throughout the year. There's a ton of movies on Amazon Prime that came out early in the year. Some that we reviewed, some that we didn't, some are very well received. So these movies are all on Amazon Prime. Check it out, y'all. The Witch, um, Green Room, Neon Demon, Love and Friendship, and there was another one. Um, Damn, a lot we didn't see. I want to see Green Room. Eye in the Sky is the other one. All of those are on um, 
Amazon Prime. And The Witch and I and this guy, we did reviews. So watch those on Amazon Prime yeah. and then listen to our uh, our podcast. Right. Um, and you can reach us at woodwardsfilmcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at woodwardsdet. We're going to do uh, Fantastic Beasts right after that. So make sure to look out for that podcast as well this week. Um, for Colin and Mitch, I'm Kale. Guys, I'll see you in about two seconds. Detroit.com production, your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.